I've mentioned spending the last few years trying to heal inflammation, figure out what the disease was. But uh, it's really mostly this morning that I discovered that I've been spending the last year, morning, I've been spending the last year trying to learn how to read and write, organize my thoughts, um, you know, parse data, being able to go to a website, not just watch a YouTube video as what I was capable of doing, but being able to read a page of text, and worse yet, being incredibly dyslexic, a page of text and numbers, uh, it was impossible. I was more than just functionally illiterate. I was completely uh, unable to access a lot of information. But in the last year, I've been learning how to read and write so that I can express myself because I have to make my own case. But in so doing, I realized I'm less disabled. Morning. Morning. Less disabled and more differently abled. In the last year, I've realized that books that I read when I was young, I was never able to completely integrate as example, the first two, one of the first two philosophy books I got was The Genealogy of Morals and The Birth of Tragedy. That made very little sense to me. Uh, but fast forward to this year, it obviously had something in me because I've always felt that Nietzsche was writing from a Vedanta perspective. You read the autobiographies, and they say, meh, we don't really know. <clears throat> Is that so true? We don't really know whether he was influenced by, uh, by, uh, we do. Because in one of his last books, I think it's 1888, um, The Genealogy of Morals, he very specifically states that his friend Paul Dusen, uh, the Upanishads, he mentions Vedanta, but more importantly, he mentions uh, Sanatana, Dharma. So, long story short, what I've realized is I'm not handicapped. I'm not uh, mentally disabled. I'm not uh, uh, learning disabled. Whatever terms we used to call them, I learn differently, either because of my disability or in spite of them. It's the same thing that I've mentioned before. For a long time, we believed that some people learn uh, by listening, some people learn by doing, some people learn by seeing. And this whole belief came from one New Zealand teacher who just came up with this, right? But what did it do? Not only is it not true, right, uh, that uh, this is not a thing. Yes, some people learn, but it has more to do with mindfulness, we found. And for me personally, also the teacher, the format, uh, right? Because, I mean, I can read a book, it's difficult for me, um, but heck of a lot easier compared to the computer. Now an audiobook, oh my gosh, I mean, no problems. But this is after having learned how to think, organize my thoughts, right? Be mindful. Because I don't know how many times I read about people saying they have a hard time 
concentrating on their reading because they forget what they read. Yeah, I did that for years until I learned how to be mindful and focus on what it was doing. But fast forward to today, what I've realized in the last year or so that I've concentrated less on the healing, more on learning how to express myself, I've accidentally realized that I'm also doing the research for a book, I've mentioned it before, The Tragedy of Trauma. Because in an autobiographical sense, also in a protocol sense, because of my divergent uh, insights, I've come to realize that it's all term wars, even in therapy. Nietzsche called this 150 years ago. He predicted what would soon become what he called European Buddhism. But what is in reality is um, people who lost faith in metaphysics, lost faith in, in something more, stopped understanding that we are gestalt. We are more than the sum of our parts and we are uh, a conglomeration of individual parts, that independent causation. Gestalt. They forgot this. And in so doing, they lost their faith. And in losing their faith, these same people have been trapped in postmodernist thought, thinking that others were left behind. In reality, they're the ones being left behind. Because in reality, all of these teachings, all of these lessons, there's nothing new or special. Northrop Fry was right. There's nothing new. Everything just builds upon what came before. So, just walking this morning, uh, realizing that while trying to heal my own trauma, which before was trying to heal inflammation, which was uh, a roundabout way of healing a rare disease, an auto-inflammatory disease that I have. Also treating an autoimmune disease that I have. But in so doing, I was researching how to heal and deal with trauma and inflammation, mood dysregulation, essentially the suffering of life, the Buddhist goals of being able to think clearly, critically, be aware and be present but more important, leave your trauma in the past. Let it inform you, but don't allow it to, to drag you down or hinder you or blind you to potentials and truths. So what I'd been blinded to is to realize and to believe that I was less than, when in fact, arguably, if nothing else, I'm different, but possibly even more than, because I'm not limited by, as Nietzsche taught us, these traditions, these expectations that are based on history, peer pressure from dead people. I found that I don't think it's just conjecture, no longer just anecdotal evidence that uh, developmental trauma, uh, learning disabilities are maladaptations. I mean, I talked about that brain injury leads to 
long-term systemic inflammation? How is the same stress from not being able to read or learn or understand, or in my case, just being more willing to let people think you were either antisocial or, uh, or just downright dumb, rather than admitting that in this world, we're not set up for those that think different. Same as I went to the doctor recently, the dentist, and uh, rather than give me instructions verbally, he just assumed that, yeah, well, you know, handing him the piece of paper would be enough. Not thinking that, oh, wait a minute, someone doesn't read all that well, or especially uh, a sheet of numbers and letters with a lot of proprietary, I don't know, No. And I had to call just for clarification. But of course, you know, I had to blame it on, you know, being nervous, the dentist, which isn't true. I'm not really nervous going to the dentist. But what I am nervous about is trying to make myself understood. And as I've said before, uh, my worry to not be misunderstood. Right? So long story short, here I sit this morning realizing that yeah, neurodivergency, uh, I, I, I do believe that in the research for this trauma, I've come uh, to the realization that we need a push for education. In the UK, there's this, this politician who was kind of, uh, what do you call it, uh, chastised for, for breaking the rules, but he put forward um, a bill that would require all school-aged children, I think it was 12 years old or something like that, to be tested for dyslexia. Well, first of all, it's a little weird because I was told dyslexia is a term they don't even use anymore. Like when I was tested 30 years ago, I was told it was used to, used to be called dyslexia. Now it's just called learning disabilities or whatever they called it. So, I mean, at what point do we, do we uh, separate particular conditions. I mean, I mention it because of uh, autism had to become Asperger's because of the, uh, um, the spectrum. So here we sit when it comes to uh, learning challenges, rather than realizing that uh, there is one way and only one way to teach a child, and that's their way, instead of realizing maybe we were wrong about how we teach our kids, about the system itself. Not that it needs to all be torn down, but what we do need to realize is that the lesson we learned from Sebastian, is it Sebastian Younger's book, Tribe, The Gentleman Who Wrote the Perfect Storm. He came to realize that traumatized soldiers returning home were uh, re-traumatized by people who minimized their trauma or just didn't understand. But the real takeaway for me was to find out that uh, the data shows that uh, those most vocal about uh, needing the help for their trauma um, are, are usually the ones least in need of the help and the ones that don't speak up, the ones that silently suffer. Those tend to be the most in need of help. So there's a, 
happy medium that we are going to find ourselves where we need to be considerate of all of our individuals, not just our children, obviously, and realize that in this black and white, where we left everyone behind who didn't fit our mold, now we're rushing to adjust or break these molds, in so doing, causing the same problem that postmodernism left. So yes, modernism left some people behind. Postmodernism left some people behind. But by ignoring the fact that there is no solution without compromise, have you not made things worse in the process? So rather than taking a step back and learning from our mistakes, watching and, and gauging what our changes and our adjustments might mean, we find ourselves in the same position as before, where we've lost our way again, right? In our struggle to uh, lift all boats, are we not leaving more behind? 